sworn that they would pay, that he would never break no matter what they did. He was broken now, and they had done nothing. His cold, fluorescent sun reflected off the white walls of the cell, seeped between his fingers, through his eyes, and cast shadows on his mind. He longed for a moment of darkness, afraid of what the dark might bring. At first he could sleep only with an arm draped over his eyes, but now nothing prevented his sleep. Sleep was all he had, and he embraced it. Waking became a hateful thing. To survive, he retreated further and further into memory, reliving the finest moments of his life over and over. His wedding, kissing Nicole at the altar, their first night together in their home, the birth of their daughter Eleanor, adding new chapters, rewriting the past, unmaking his mistakes. He and Nicole were still married, still living on Mulberry Court in their sturdy two-story Cape Cod. He could hear Ellie playing upstairs, but she never came down and he never went up. Eventually, he began to talk to his memories and to the people in them, living inside them. They made good company and would sit silently while he ate, listening to him ramble on. On one level, he knew they weren't real. On another, they were all he had. Did not wanting to be alone mark you insane? Then came the time when the memories spoke back. They took the guise of Suzanne Lombard, his bear. She was a little girl again, before tragedy struck, as he needed her to be. She told him about the secret passage, that she could take him away. As long as his body stayed behind, the guards would never know that he had escaped. This he knew to be a dangerous precedent, but he didn't hesitate. He preferred madness to the lonely white walls. The first night, Bear took him by the hand and led him away. She led him out through the secret passage to her family home in Pam's Rest. They found a comfortable chair and he read to her as he had when he was a boy. Nestled against his shoulder... Bear turned the pages for him. She told him that Ellie was doing well, growing up, healthy and happy. He asked if he could see her, but Bear shook her head and told him it wasn't possible. The prisoner wanted to argue, but knew it was for the best. Bear squeezed his hand. You have to survive, she said. For her? The door will never open, he said. She's all that matters now. Bear turned the page. When she became sleepy, he folded a corner to mark their place. She took him back to his cell, but promised to return soon. The next night, the prisoner followed his father to the old diner in Charlottesville, their Sunday morning ritual. They sat at their regular table and ordered from a waitress who looked delighted to see them. It was the week before his father died, yet somehow his father knew everything that had happened in the years since his own funeral. When their breakfast came, his father told him why he was there. The man who put you here. Damon Washburn. The prisoner whispered the name like a prayer in an abandoned church. He has to pay. The prisoner agreed but explained that the door would never open, that he'd accepted it now. His father winked his trademark wink. Our time will come. The prisoner didn't believe that. 
but planning revenge helped to pass the intervals when sleep would not come. So together they began to strategize. Eventually, it was all they ever talked about. His father had an incredibly cunning mind, and the cruelty of his plan shocked the prisoner. His father saw it on his son's face. I'm done with people pushing our family around and getting away with it. Do you understand me? The prisoner looked away, ashen-faced and ashamed, but his father wasn't finished. This is all because you let her live. After what she did to me, to bear, you let her live. Callista Duplace. The prisoner, knowing better than to speak her name aloud, said only, I'm sorry. Never again. Yes, sir. The son followed the...